0: We know just what you need, and we've got just the cure. Open wide and prepare for a steaming hot cup of freedom. I just don't fathom it. The Michael Dukes Show, streaming live across the world. Oh, man,
1: it's Monday. It's, oh, man, it's, it's Monday. I wow it's just an it was just yes it was just friday a second ago and now it's monday that was the 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 man just gone just like that the weekend in the can and here we are back to another work day ready to go and uh ready to jump into it uh good morning my friends I hope you're dry wherever you are. Although it seems like pretty much everywhere in the state, um, it is uh, yeah, it's like we're walking in the clouds here out in the uh, out of the Kanik Valley uh, or out of the Kanik Arm. It uh, it's like we're walking in the clouds. Big fog, rain, uh, just kind of cold and chilly. I actually had to I had to close my window. I had a window in the studio, and I just crack it open a little bit to get a little fresh air had to close it this morning because a little, a little cold in here um anyway it um, it's summer uh, supposedly I you know I, I guess I don't want to complain too much because again I guess my, my standby is always the thought that boy at least it's not at least it's not snowing at least it's not snowing and that's a good thing, right? I mean, that's, that's the, I was looking outside yesterday and I was looking at all the green on the trees and I've lived where I've lived now for almost 10 years. And, um, there's a tree that when we first, we first moved in here, there's a tree that was kind of nice to look at. It was a little, and the thing has grown so large in the last 10 years, it's like four feet from the house now. And I'm thinking, well. I guess uh we're going to be doing some trimming with the chainsaw uh next spring. But it it just reminds me how much I love the greenery in the summer. And yes, even with the rain, uh still better than the white. Still better than all that white stuff for now. So that's uh that's good. Um today, well, you know, I thought, I just thought today we would do um well, I got some headlines. You know, but I don't know. I'm just I'm feeling like I just kind of want to hang out. Um, I don't have any guests lined up uh, for today. Uh, this is kind of that, dull, you know, there's there's a couple during the year. There's a couple doldrum areas where, you know, it's like not quite political season yet. Um, but or, it is. you know, it's quite it's a kind of a quiet moment. And so there's not a lot going on. I mean, I could bring on some uh, politicians or whatever to talk about the interim, but I, I don't know. I just, I decided not to. I just decided not to try and mess with it for the weekend as I was going into Friday, Thursday and Friday. I'm like, I just don't want to, I just don't want to, you know, I, I don't know. I want to talk about something different. And um, so I've got some headlines, I've got some stories, I've got some good news. And we can talk about uh, we can talk about that. Uh, I do have some political headlines and some other stories as well. Uh, but for the most part, I just want to hang out with you guys today. And uh, did I say it was it last week or the week before when I said, you know, it's kind of just that I always picture these kinds of shows when I don't have guests and I'm opening up the phone lines and we're just hanging out. I kind of picture it like it's the, You know, it's the water cooler discussion where you're all hanging around the water cooler at work or the coffee pot at work or maybe maybe more appropriately. It's all those old photos of the grumpy old men as they sit around the pot bellied stove at the feed store, you know, and uh, and drink coffee and and smoke cigars or whatever they're doing. (laughs) You know, I always got a picture that that's what it is because we're just hanging out and looking at what the week is going to bring and uh and we're going to talk about whatever we're going to talk about so um anyway gosh i hope you had a great weekend i will say that i you know even though the weekend was fast and maybe it was only comparatively fast compared to the 5 day weekend that i had the week before but dang it was fast it was uh it was pretty it was pretty speedy pretty pretty darn speedy but here we are, the 17th of July. Uh, I can count the number of nice sunny days we've had on pretty much on one hand. Um, but again, it's not snowing, so that's that. I'll take the rain over the snow at this point. But it sure would be nice to think that somehow somewhere out there, there's a little bit of Indian summer in there for some of us. Maybe it's going to get a little bit warmer. Maybe it's going to be I mean, so much the global warming thing. I, I just don't know that, you know, it's, it's been raining solid for three days here at the, uh, at the old radio ranch. And, uh, it's starting to get a little squidgy out there. <laughs> I just want it to dry up a little bit, you know, <laughs> oh, I just want it to dry up a little bit and get ready to go. Um, the, uh. Uh, somebody in the chat room, Jeremy, in the chat room just said, the Farmer's Almanac is saying that it's going to be September and October. It will be very dry. Well, great, Great. It'll also be cold in September. Can we just have a little bit of dryness now? i'm getting I'm not going to complain too much about it. I'm, I'm that's it. I'm done. i'm I'm done. I'm done talking about it for a moment. Uh, but anyway, I hope you had a great weekend. Um, I hope you enjoyed yourself and got a chance to uh, spend some time with your family and just hang out and, and do those things. Um, a couple of quick announcements, uh, just because you guys are the greatest group of listeners in the world, and I really appreciate you. Uh, first and foremost, I wanted to announce that uh, we did it. Uh, we did it. Um, we got enough... Um, Subscribers on the YouTube channel to push us over the edge. In fact, I think we got, last time I looked, we got a few extra. Yep, 509 subscribers today, Um, which means, and I just got my email this morning. uh, I saw as I checked my email box, congratulations, you've been accepted to the YouTube Partner Program. Also hit a milestone on our Facebook page as well, and we're able to now uh, um, do some of the same types of things with uh, with our Facebook page. <clears throat> so it's—I uh, don't know exactly what it means. We're still—I'm still working through some of the details, but it means that we're going to be able to do some more fun things on our social media sites, uh, YouTube and and Facebook specifically. So that should be fun. And I'm uh, I'm enjoying that. And I wanted to say thank you to the listeners who uh, who uh, who helped us out and who uh, were part of that. Uh, And we'll get all the details on what all the I haven't even read through the I just saw the email this morning about 10 minutes ago uh, because it came in. uh, uh, It came in uh, pretty late uh, this morning. It came in at two thirty this morning. So I have not read the email yet, but we're going to we're going to get into that. So today is, um, today is, uh, just, you know, you and me, it's just you and me. It's a, it's a hang session. Is that, that's too that sounds like too something a teenager would say, we're just going to have a hang session, but that's what it is. We're just going to hang out. We're going to talk about some of the different things that comes to mind for me. We're going to let you, uh, open up the, uh, you know, take open the phone lines and talk about stuff and we will um um and we'll we'll see what we'll see what it looks like we'll see what uh, what happens here as we move forward first and foremost i should announce that the phone lines are open at 907 433 3150 907 433 3150 special thanks to the folks over there at satellite west for sponsoring the program and I do have an announcement that uh, is coming up here in just oof less than two weeks. Um, they've got some new cool stuff that we're going to be talking about that will be available to every man. I mean, it's making is <laughs> making satellite available to every man. It's uh, it's going to be pretty cool stuff. I was on a conference call last week and I'm. Can't really talk about it other than to say, dang, it's cool. It's super cool, super excited about it, and we will uh, be talking about it here in the near future. So thank you to Satellite West for uh, bringing it forward and sponsoring the program and doing all that stuff across the state of Alaska. Uh, Make sure that you go out to places like – uh, radar, uh, uh, radar, Alaska, and Lundy Marine Electronics, and Communications North, and Arctic Fire and Safety, and Safe and Sound, all over the state. Those are all your local dealers. If it sounds familiar, South Central Radar, uh, spit. Uh, if it sounds familiar, that's your local dealer that's helping to make all this go. Uh, all right. Um, we have got. Where, where are we at here? We're about uh, oh, two and a half minutes from the uh, um, um, about two two and a half uh, two and a half uh, minutes away from the commercial break, and we're ready to run into this. I have one phone call on hold, so let's go take care of the phone call before we go anywhere else. How about that? Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? What's on your mind for this uh, rainy yeah, Monday? To see you, it's Michael. How are you doing today? Uh, good morning, Brady. Yes, sir. Yeah, just uh, uh, in your perspective of what you think about uh, Ukrainians uh, bombing the Crimean Bridge. Uh, how do you think about that? How come we're not going to peace and uh, not arming these people and giving them cluster bombs? Uh, I just like your opinion, and what do you think about our military that's not even been sworn into office legally? Uh, we Right now we're under a military coup, and it seems like a lot of people uh, are going along with it. Not myself. I completely despise our military of today. It is no longer like it used to be. The generation of the Vietnam War, the World War II, guys, World War I, this military is a complete coup, and we're just going along with it day by day by day. I hate the Ukraine, and I can't wait until Russia destroys it. Um, well, I mean, I guess I hadn't really been following up along with what's going on. If they b- bombed a bridge in Crimea, um, I guess you could say, I'm not going to Crimea river. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I, you know, look, I believe that the aggressors here, you and I've had this conversation in the past. I believe that the aggressors here were Russia, um, and continue to be Russia. And they continue to be stopped um, with the support of many of the NATO allies that have been supporting Ukraine. Uh, You can, um, I mean, I I guess you could be upset about that. I don't think that there's a military coup. um, But uh, I think that, uh, you know, I think the Ukrainians should be fighting back against any, you know, incursion into their borders, into their sovereign territory. Um, And I know that you and I disagree on that. But, uh, you know, it's just... That's just how I see it. Uh, Ukraine has done a lot of, uh, you know, it's been done a lot of growing since the Iron Curtain fell, and I think that they deserve to have a chance to be, uh, you know, to be self self reliant and be sovereign and do what they need to do. And the fact that Russia, you know, is concerned about the whole NATO thing and all that other stuff, I, um, I, I, you know, uh, that's just the way it is. Uh, They're the aggressors here. And uh, I don't hate anybody. I don't hate Russia. I don't hate Ukraine. Um, uh, but uh, I guess you know, whatever's going on is gonna continue. That's what it that's what it comes down to. The uh, <laughs> the the whole thing is a hot mess, I guess, one way or the other, a hot mess. Uh, all right. well, we're up against the break now, and so that takes us to where we need to be. We will return in just a moment, The Michael Duke Show. Common Sense, Liberty-based, free-thinking radio. We'll return with more, your phone calls, and everything else. We will be back in just a moment.
0: If you missed the show, you can listen to it on your time with Dukes on Demand. Oh, and it's free—like America used to be. Streaming live every weekday morning on Facebook Live and MichaelDukesShow.com.
1: All right. Well, we're in the break, and yeah, that was a heck of a way to start the heck of a way to start a Monday. Is with Brady first thing. oh, man. Um, I just, I just don't even, I can't even wrap my brain around it. Somebody who thinks Putin is a hero somehow, somehow Putin is a hero on this whole deal. I, I I, just don't even know. All right. Let's go back to, uh, some of the comments this morning. Yeah. Jason was the first one to notice that we had hit up over 500 on YouTube. Thank you, Jason, for that. Um, And what's going on with that? Uh, The details on the um, details on that's going to be, we'll get to that here in a minute. Uh, Because somebody said, what does it mean? What does that mean? What does that do for you? Um, Greg asks, what do Facebook Stars do? That's the new monetization program for Facebook, where if you want to support the show, you can buy Facebook Stars and uh, essentially you add stars to your comment you can give stars to you know just it it's it's essentially bits and bytes from twitch it's the same kind of concept it's just a way to to basically uh highlight the show uh make some additional well i mean that's what it says right at the beginning during the show you could support during the broadcast you can support the show by sending stars a digital gift That helps me earn money. It's not required, but blah, 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 blah. So it's just basically a way that they help, uh, you know, that you can add stars to your comments and do all different kinds of stuff. I don't expect it to be, you know, anything earth shattering. Um, But it was another way to to get things going. Let me go over to my, where is it? Right here. Congrats, you did it. You've been accepted to the YouTube Partner Program. Uh, To earn while growing your community, turn on the monetization feature that includes channel memberships, super thanks, super chats, super stickers, and select YouTube shopping features in YouTube Studio. We're committed to helping you thrive on the platform. Check out these tools. uh, Keep growing your subscribers and views so you can unlock even even more features. Uh, Beyond that, you're eligible for today, including earning from ads beyond what you're eligible for today, including earning from ads and YouTube premium revenue sharing, which is in the future. i uh, got ten got over 10,000 hours of YouTube videos been watched uh, on the channel. I crushed a lot of... The only goal that I didn't crush is the subscriber goal to begin with. I'd already qualified long ago for many of the other things. I've got over 500 videos up with over 12,000 hours viewed or something. It's... Uh, it's a pretty significant thing, but we'll uh, we'll see what uh, we'll see what happens here. We'll see if it means anything, means if there's any extra. See if there's any extra dollars trickling into the show because of that. Um, we'll 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 keep trying. Um, but I appreciate all you guys who did the you know who went the extra mile, who did the extra effort, and uh, and did a bunch of that stuff. So thank you, thank you for helping out. And pushing us forward with that. Um, um, maybe they send you a golden microphone, says Rick. I mean, I could take my microphone and go have it gold plated, like Rush Limbaugh. Doesn't mean that it's going to sound any better. Doesn't mean that it's going to sound any better, but, uh, you know, we'll see that. Um, Anyway, not our circus, not our monkeys, our cluster bombs, yes, but if I remember correctly, the Waffle Cone men opined the use of cluster bombs were a war crime. I, I can't even keep track of it anymore. I have no control over it, and um, any interest that I've had in it has been basically kind of just tertiarily from a kind of a historical war standpoint or, uh, you know, strict tactics, right, following it for that reason alone. Not for the politics of it, but for the tactics. Uh, Putin is against the New World Order. They have lots of hidden assets. I think if there's any leader that's against the New World Order, I'd be surprised, Putin or otherwise. Uh, They're all in it together and they're all doing it on purpose. That's kind of my mantra these days. (laughs) Here we go. Jumping back in, the Michael Duke Show. Okay, it's like a surf party in here. I love this one. This it feels like a surf party. Um, all right, uh, let's uh, uh, continue ahead. Phone lines are open. 907-433-3150 if you want to sound off. As you just heard earlier, we got talking about Ukraine. Not that I want to talk about Ukraine, but, you know, any topic is... Kind of a fair game here this morning as we cruise through the morning ritual. Uh, it's that discussion around the water cooler. And uh, we're just kind of hanging out and talking about things. And uh, I guess I'm giving my hot take on uh, on everything uh, here uh, as well. So whatever you want to chat about now is the time to do it. Uh Whoops. I hate it when I do that. I just accidentally closed a window that I was trying to get to. There we go, right there. Um, All right, so let's talk a little bit about some of the headlines that we got going on around here. Uh, First and foremost, uh, that earthquake, that earthquake, though, Saturday night, um, about 11 p.m. Saturday night. I didn't even feel it. I was sitting right here, 11 p.m. Saturday night. Just pounding away, at, at, and I was off in space on my keyboard pretending to be a libertarian space cowboy um, in, uh, in a – I was just playing video games uh, at 11 o'clock at night, 10.48 at night uh, on Saturday. The USGS says that the earthquake, uh, 7.2 magnitude earthquake, triggered a brief tsunami advisory, uh, but that advisory was canceled about an hour later. The National Weather Service says the quake occurred at a depth of about 13 miles, and it was felt as widely throughout the uh, Aleutian Islands, the Alaskan Peninsula, the Cook Inlet regions. Uh, Social media showed sirens going off in Kodiak, warning of a possible tsunami, Uh, but that was uh, that was pretty quickly um, squelched. And everybody, but I didn't even feel it. I mean, I, I. I don't know. I don't know what's going on sometimes, you know, I mean, because I this I'm exactly this is where I was. This chair is exactly where I was when the twenty eighteen earthquake occurred. And I felt that for sure. That was a hot, 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 terrifying moment. Right. But I didn't even feel a, I didn't even feel a rumble uh, on this one on Saturday night. I don't know. I don't know what was happening. Maybe you guys can tell me, did you feel it? You can you can tell me your story and everything else. Did you uh did you feel that one? Um, and maybe I should have just checked Facebook because boy, I tell you what, anything happens, you know, a truck backfires three streets down and somebody says, Did you feel that earthquake? on Facebook. (laughs) Especially that was the funniest thing. After the 2018 earthquake, like everybody had downloaded the Quake app on their phone. The, the the one that tracked in real time the seismic you know the seismic activity in the area and they were like did you feel that did you feel that and all I was seeing on all these Facebook posts were um were people screenshotting the app with the with how how what you know what magnitude the uh what magnitude the latest little trembler was um but <clears throat> apparently out of sight out of mind here we are five years later and uh, we've just, we're ignore we're kind of ignoring it now or I like I said I didn't even feel it I didn't even feel it but I'm glad everybody's okay and I'm glad that uh nobody uh <laughs> nope <laughs> nothing happened no tsunamis although the warning was present um that's uh, that's definitely it the other big thing that happened on uh Friday uh which I didn't hear about again until the until this morning because I was you know, I I unplugged from the news over the weekend. Was the uh, Shishaladin volcano uh, started erupting on the 11th? There was overflights. Uh, the Shishaladin is down on the um, uh, in the Panhandle. It's part of the. Uh, it's one of the most active volcanoes in the Aleutian volcanic arc. It began erupting on the uh, on the 11th. And a Coast Guard plane overflew the crater and saw that there was lava and everything else flowing out of the crater. And then at 1.09 a.m. on Friday, the summit of the mountain exploded and threw an ash cloud 40,000 feet into the air, which then drifted out over the Pacific Ocean. There was a second smaller explosion at 7.10 a.m. on Friday which again i didn't feel uh but it reached about fifteen thousand feet uh the national weather service has issued an in-flight weather advisory to drifting ash and uh it is uh you know of course because the volcanic ash can cause a jet engine to you know seize up and shut down um that volcano by the way for those of you who aren't sure where uh shishaladin is is uh, 679 miles southwest of anchorage Near the center of Unimac Island, which is the largest island in the Aleutians. Um, False Pass is the island's, is on that same island's east side. It only has about 40 people on it. So they were close, but oof, man, imagine the top of that mountain exploding. Um, It is, uh, anyway, they got some pictures of it. They got some pictures of it. Big old cone. With a large fountain of stuff coming out of the top, so um, Alaska, you know, it'll kill you. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Between the earthquakes and the volcanoes and everything else, it's like a rerun of the movie 2012. Was that that was it, right? Wasn't that the movie 2012 where the whole world ended? Um, <clears throat> it's not quite that bad, but you get my uh, you get my point here. Uh, All right. So that's the big weather events that took off the earthquake and the uh, volcanic eruption. Those are the ones that uh, get your attention. Uh, What was the other uh, what was the other story that uh, I wanted to talk about? Um, Oh, it was the cold weather. It was the 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 I guess I could have started with this because we just were complaining about the wet and the cold and everything else. Again. I don't want to I'm not trying to complain still better than snow but the cold wet weather has caused another problem this time for the uh, peony farmers. Peonies are a huge business in Alaska. In fact Alaska has become one of the worldwide hubs for peony growing um that is uh, and that's only been in the last what 12 years 15 years that that's really uh, come about uh, typically um peonies um were produced in places like holland um there was some in new zealand and chile um, but those, of course, are on the opposite schedule because they're on the opposite side of the opposite side of the equator. But Alaska has become a peony destination. And, in fact, uh, down in Homer, obviously, they have the Peony Festival. That's usually right about now. But I know that I spoke to uh, I spoke to uh, Brad Anderson from the Homer Chamber of Commerce here, uh, I don't know, a couple weeks ago. And uh, he was talking about they're kind of moving stuff around because of the weather and everything else. Well, it's 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 uh, it's gotten a little more difficult uh, because this cold and wet weather is causing the peonies. It's not necessarily hurting them, but it's slowing their growth cycle. Um, Typically, and they quote this in the Anchorage Daily News, Tim Rocky with the Alaska Public Media has got an article up about the uh, commercial peony harvest in South Central. And the Alaska Peony Cooperative, which is a group of six farms that ship and sell about 50,000 stems per year, uh, they quote uh, Martha Lujewski, uh, Lujewski here as saying, uh, it's cold, it's wet, it's gray, it's miserable. Um, you know, she said the the their peonies are great, but they're normally blooming. And they got a picture here of her standing in a field with just a bunch of bulbs sticking up three to four feet tall with no flowers on them. And she said, normally, um, you know, they would be all blooming right now and being sent out. Traditionally, peonies have been really big for weddings. And the problem is, is that they are uh, not ready. So they've had to they've had to delay, 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 delay. Um, And so they're seeing all that. The only place that peonies seem to be doing really well right now are up in the interior, uh, up in two rivers. Uh, they're faring far better. Uh, Dave Russell and his wife started Boreal Pony, uh, Peonies in uh, Two Rivers in 2012. They've become the largest producer in the state. They produce approximately 100,000 stems each year. Uh, basically, he's quoted as saying, we're now basically the only player in the game until New Zealand starts and Chile starts in October. So this year, the window, we've hit the window perfectly. Our flowers are recognizable anywhere uh, because of they're big, they're intensely colored, and that's all due to the short, intense spring and summer. And so it's been really nice in Fairbanks compared to most of the other, you know, rest of the state. And so the interior farmers are doing quite well right now, uh, but meanwhile the rest of them are waiting patiently for these things to to bloom, so they could start shipping them out. Come on, come on. But isn't it amazing that, uh, you know, the, the, just the, that Alaska – I, I want to say it's been only about – well, what is it when, uh, when did uh, Mr. Russell start his farm? 2012, right? Is that what he said, Dave Russell? 2012. So it's been just about 11 years. I remember that right before I left Fairbanks, they were, there was just some discussion about how peonies may be a viable crop in the interior. There was a couple different places that people were talking about it and that they had just been doing some stuff down in um, in the South Central area in like 2007, 2008, something like that. And so here they were two or three years later looking at the interior. Who would have known that we would have become one of the largest suppliers of peonies in the world in just a few short years? I mean, Alaska became the go to locate Alaska. For flowers. That's, that's just, I mean, your brain just goes, what? Uh, anyway, uh, it's its sad that, uh, of course, all that stuff is at the whims of the weather. But uh, we'll see. Uh, my wife is, she just loves peonies. She just loves peonies. So we'll have to see if we, uh, we'll have to see. I don't know. Maybe somebody can call in and tell me down there in the Homer area when the festival is What week? Because usually it's like a week-long thing or a 10-day thing. Maybe you can tell me if they finally decided to do it, uh, because my wife would like to come down and check out all the peonies. We'll we'll figure it out. Okay, uh, well, we got to go. Phone lines are open, 907-433-3150, 907-433-3150. We will uh, continue our discussions on, well, whatever topic we feel like it. I mean, I don't know. What do you want to talk about? I'm just as like to talk about video games and movies and books right now than I am to talk about anything else. I'd love to hear what you have to say, though. Give me a call, 907 433 3150. The Michael Duke Show, common sense, liberty based, free thinking radio.
0: Running on 100% pure beard power. Oh, also some coffee. We dip our beard in coffee. Ha, <laughs> nice beard. The Michael Duke Show.
1: Alrighty, righty. what's going on? Um, hey, Diggs, what's happening? Hey, what's up? I don't know. I don't know. What's up, G? What's going on? <laughs> Let me go back through the comments here and see what you guys have been talking about. Craig says, I don't want to get up. Boy, howdy, brother, do I feel you this morning? I mean, I I oh man. Um uh, I was not I was not loving it. Not loving life this morning when the alarm went off. In fact, I did hit the snooze three times this morning that's how much usually i don't go past the first one sometimes the second one occasionally but to hit the third one, Ooh, man mm. um your thoughts about nick baggage running for congress again we're going to talk about that here uh cindy in just a little bit i'm going to work my, i'm working my way up to politics this morning right <laughs> working my way up to politics um let's see. Um, I don't remember feeling it. The earthquake Brian says, nope, I don't know. I I I slept right there. Like I said, I was I was sitting right here in this chair, didn't feel a thing. Uh and they're saying that they basically need to dial Jeremy's saying that they need to dial down the alerts, the tsunami alerts. <clears throat> because bills worried about the one time that they do it will be the time when 500 people die on the spit when it's a real deal you can't keep crying chicken little it's i mean that is right uh oh no i didn't even see this rebecca just said the evacuation caused a woman to be run over and killed here in kodiak it's been incredibly tragic oh man that that's that's horrible that's horrible Chris said we didn't feel, we didn't feel the earthquake and slept through the tsunami warning. Wow, well, that's a little spooky. Oh uh, man. Um If you don't like the alerts, just unsubscribe. It's not nice to fool. It's it's not
0: nice to fool Mother Nature.
1: Um uh Terry says she doesn't subscribe because she doesn't want to know. <laughs> it's like saying I don't have a smoke detector in my house because fire gives me anxiety. But wait. What shouldn't you have a sp- what? Shouldn't you have a smoke detector in your house? that gives me anxiety. Uh, she says she has quake anxiety. I could f- I look, I identify with that. Man, for months after the 2018 quake, I would look at my wife and go, "Did you feel that?" you feel that I mean it was spooky uh, you know it was spooky my whole house was asleep it know whatever it was like 8 10 in the morning or whatever we'd been up the night before my daughter had come up and she was staying with us while her husband was stationed overseas and so we'd been up late that night before doing stuff and everything else and uh and so everybody was still in bed when it happened except for me and everything in the studio wanted to come off the wall and kill me I was worried. I was, so every, you know, I'd look at my what my, You feel that? Did you, did you feel that? I mean, it was one of those things, man. Woo, baby. Uh, multiple peony fa- farmers in the valley. Yeah, no, I love peonies. I think they're beautiful. Um, uh, I have a bunch that grow around my house every year, said Chris. And they come back every year. That's so why I told my wife, I said, you should just plant some peonies here, around the house. That'd be so beautiful. I just love that. I just love that. Um, that's the thing about it, Michael. People stop taking those alerts seriously. Then the one time it's serious, then they ignore it because of all the times it got cried wolf. You're exactly right. I mean, that's exactly right, right? The sky is falling. The sky is falling. No, really, the sky is falling. That kind of thing. Um, uh, Terry says she does have smoke detectors, but her anxiety level goes through the roof. With I think the whole thing with quakes is that you just can't control it. You can't. I mean, with fires you can do everything you can to prevent it. With quakes you can't. There's nothing you can do. It's the powerlessness, right? That's what makes quakes so kind of scary. Is that you have no power over them. You can you can only quake-proof your house so much, et cetera, et cetera. Let's go over to the phones and get the caller's name. We're about to rejoin the radio here in just a minute. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Hi, this is Chris. I'm down in Homer. Okay, Chris, you hold the line. We're 30 seconds out from rejoining the radio, and then we'll take your call. All right? So don't go anywhere. We're going to be there in just a minute. All right, here we go, my friends. Uh, The Michael Duke Show. The sky is falling one raindrop at a time. Thanks, Greg. That was profound you should we should get a tattoo together of that that's that's good stuff right there i love it all right here we go uh down in homer chris down in homer we're gonna jump in the michael duke show common sense liberty-based free thinking radio like and share like and follow let's do this
0: thing here we go no really here we go the michael duke show not your daddy wait sorry not your daddy Ooh, not your daddy's talk radio. Huh. Whew. I was scared for a second. Thought we were going down. Here's Michael Dukes and the show. Mm.
1: That's me and the show. Good morning. Welcome back to the program. Common sense, liberty based, free thinkin radio. It is the Michael Dukes show. We are continuing on right now. We're going to start with some phone calls. I'm going to talk about some of the things they were just talking about in the chat room. Uh, Because one one of the complaints is that there's too many tsunami warnings that turn out to be false alarms. And there's a worry that it could be like that Chicken Little situation where the sky is falling, the sky is falling. And then one day when the sky actually does fall. Or no, maybe that's Cry Wolf. Is that the Cry Wolf thing? Whatever it is. They just they just stop paying attention to it, and the one time that they really need to pay attention to it, they don't. But let's go over to the phones. Uh, Chris is down in Homer, and he wanted to share some thoughts with us this morning. Let's start off over there. Good morning, sir. What's on your mind? Hey, um, yeah, I'm down in Homer. Uh, it's cold. It's foggy, um, and uh, I don't I don't know what the deal is with the peony thing. I don't know if they'll have it, but. Um, Hey, I just wanted to say uh that global warming thing, it's really getting bad, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, you I mean, know, it's a, it's of kind, of the sky Yeah, it's kind of horrific, isn't it? I mean, all the global warming and the the lands drying up and everything else, it's pretty t- Remember when it was global cooling and then it started to get hot, so then it was global warming, yeah. and now it's cooling off again. So this is why they've stuck with the whole moniker now of climate change because the climate Changed. I mean, you know that that, but that's kind of hysterical when you go back and look yeah. at it, because it used to be global warming or global cooling. Then it was global yeah. warming. Now it's global climate change. Whatever. Well, well, their, their their whole their whole strategy is no matter what happens, they can say, "See, see." Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Now they can say the climate changed. Well. Yeah, of course the climate changed. It's cyclic. That's what happens. Well, but see, we were right. Well, but that. Yeah, yeah I well, well, duh. <laughs> yeah, duh. Duh. Exactly. Chris. Um, did you, did you even feel the quake on yeah. uh, Friday?
0: No, uh, I was wondering what the, the tsunami thing on my phone was all about. Cause I didn't feel the quake. We, yeah. we live in Anchor Point and so I was at home. Uh, but uh, yeah, I didn't, I didn't feel anything.
1: Yeah, no, I mean it's like 450 miles east of Homer, with a lot of landmass in between, and of course I'm all the way up 600 miles up in the Cook Inlet. There, I I didn't feel it, but yeah, apparently people felt the shaking everywhere, and then that uh, tsunami warning going off uh, definitely got some people's attention. Somebody in the chat room just said that uh, in Kodiak during the evacuation because they called for the evacuation in Kodiak. Uh, a woman was uh, was run over and killed uh, during the evacuation. And that's and I I mean, my that's just sad. I, I'm sorry to hear that. Uh, I'm sorry to hear that. That's what happened. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that's the danger, I guess, of uh, I mean, I know it's better safe than sorry. But at some point, you got to be like, maybe we should be a little bit more pinpoint accurate with these things uh, rather than cause a, a panic. I, I don't know. Uh, I don't live on the coast and uh, I haven't had to deal with this. But definitely, definitely tragic when stuff like that happens. Um, so anyway, uh, well, thank you. Uh, thank you, Chris, for calling in and letting me know that you don't know anything about the peony thing, but you know, about all this other stuff. Thank you for calling in. I appreciate it. Uh, 907-43-3150. 907 433 3150 If you'd like to sound off, we'd love to hear what you guys have to say. Um, and uh, we'd love to hear what you're what you would like to talk about this morning. Um, today, no, wait a second. July 21st at 430 p.m. is the deadline to submit your opinion to the Alaska State Board of Education regarding biological males playing female sports. Oh, so we just have another what, five days, five days here by Friday. at, Is that right? Did I say that right? Is that the right date? I don't want to step in. It's too bad. Yep, by Friday at four thirty PM, you've got to submit your comments to the Alaska State Board of Education regarding the whole point of uh, um, uh, of uh, allowing males to compete in female sports because they identify as a female. Um, which again, I, yeah, I don't, I don't understand the whole thing because. Well, because the males have the bio, they have an advantage. There's a biological advantage there in those uh, in those things. Uh, what are some of the other stories that we're going to uh, cover coming up? I know in the next hour we're going to uh, get into a discussion about uh, the congressional race. Uh, give you some details on the upcoming congressional race uh, for the U.S. Uh, for the U.S. House. Uh, we're going to talk about that. Uh, We will talk about the uh, new ruling on stalking from the Supreme Court. Everybody seems to be losing their mind over that one. Uh, And uh, we'll also talk a little bit about the uh, ferry situation. The ferries are having apparently some severe critical staffing issues. Now, I'd be the first one to admit that I know very little about the ferry systems other than what I've read over the last few years but even i am scratching my head over some of the problems that uh, are being reported uh, within the ferry system like what is actually going on but i wanted to finish up this hour with another story that i mean talk about leaving you on a down note let me just let me just let me just hit you with uh, let me let me just hit you with this one right here uh, this one's coming out a must-read. Uh, it's a reprint by from uh, Casey Harper is the uh, author out of the uh, Center Square, uh, and it is a well, it's a little frustrating. In the story is quoted Maya McGinnis, who is the president of the Committee for a Responsible Federal Budget. We've had her on the program before, and in fact, we should probably invite her back to talk about this because the numbers involved here are so astonishing, I guess is the word that I'm looking for. astonishing that uh, maybe we need a little bit more of a deeper dive on this. The budget uh, the budget continues to uh, to grow and the deficit continues to grow. So far the U.S Treasury reports a 1.4 trillion dollar deficit. Nine months into fiscal year twenty three, we're nine months into fiscal year twenty three, three quarters of the way of the fiscal year, and according to Maya McGinnis, president of the Committee for a Responsible Federal Budget, we are borrowing, and an absolutely astonishing, five point one billion dollars per day, is how much the federal government is borrowing to maintain and continue operations. She says, if that isn't a sign that we need a wake-up call, maybe it should be the fact that the deficit for this fiscal year is now larger than all of last year's deficit, and there's, three, there's still three months left to go. The CBO, the Congressional Budget Office, released a report earlier this year projecting the national debt Excuse me. Projecting that the national debt will be nearly twice as large as the U.S. economy in 30 years. In three short decades, at the current rate, the national debt will be twice as large as the U.S. economy. By the end of this year, federal debt uh, held by the public equals 98% of GDP. Debt then rises in relation to GDP and it surpasses its historical high in 2029 when it reaches 107% and then climbs to 181% by 2053. And they say the deficits will go up as well. I mean, the debt is one thing. The deficits are even worse. Um, Federal spending trends show interest payments on the national debt will soon be the largest expense in the federal government. By 2051, spending on interest will be the single largest line item in the federal budget, surpassing Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid, and all other mandatory and discretionary spending programs. Now, what are the lawmakers doing? Well, they've raised concerns about the issue. But a dramatic cut in spending to pay down the debt is getting... Is far from getting any kind of traction. I mean, they they talk about it, but do they really ever do anything about it? No, no, no. That would be uh, that would be way too. I mean, now would be the time again. I keep using the the train analogy. You know, the bridge is out. You can look through. You could see the bridge is out, and the appropriate and smart thing to do now would be to throw on the brakes of the train so you don't slide into the ravine. But what are our politicians doing? They're shoveling coal into the box. Oh, this will be spectacular. We can make it. Don't worry about it. I mean, what the? I mean, this is – and and this is not just a Biden thing. This is not just a Democrat thing, folks. Uh, somebody in the chat room just talking about Biden wanting to bankrupt the country. This is not just a, a Democrat thing. This is – stop with the partisan politics. This is a left and right problem. I mean, Trump, George Bush, I mean, all the – they've spent more than any other – I mean – this is not a left this is not a Democrat or a Republican problem. This, my friends, is a politician problem. And because you got left and right in Congress, they're all blithely just moving on like oh, it'll be fine don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. This is not a Democrat or Republican problem. This is a politician problem. Alright. We gotta go. Hour two dead ahead, the Michael Duke Show. Common sense, liberty-based, free thing and radio. I mean, Donna has the point here, and this is what a lot of people forget that uh, that I mean, Bill Clinton was the last fiscal conservative president that we've had in the last you know two three decades. Uh, that was the last time that the balance was the budget was balanced was under Bill Clinton. <laughs> Just think about that for a minute. Bill Clinton was the last time that budget was balanced. <sighs> It's a politician problem. It's not a left versus right problem. It's not a Democrat or Republican or Libertarian or Constitutional or Green Party. It's a politician problem. How will the USA pay their debts back? Or can it happen? Well, it can. I mean, if the US defaults on its debt, that's a whole nother there's a whole nother set of issues. There And Donna is probably more qualified to talk about that, the actual, um, you know, as the dominoes fall, she would be the one to be able to tell us exactly what will happen here. But, yeah, I mean, that's that's the challenge. What happens if we can't pay back the debt? What happens when the debt consumes so much of the, I mean, the party's over at that point, you know, the party is over. At that point. Um, Jeannie revealed what most of that was. And then when what was this here? And then when Thomas Massey called Trump out on the out of control budget, he attacked Thomas Massey for being a fiscal conservative. Yeah, that's I mean, that's the thing. You get people like Massey in there. Justin Amash, Massey, Rand Paul. Uh, I mean, there's a few fiscal conservatives in both bodies, but that's it. There's just a few. And when, you know, and when they call a spade a spade, they get lambasted by the party. Mitch McConnell was the same way, beating down on some of the senators who were talking about some of the spending and everything else. I mean, that's part of the problem. Um, yeah. Uh, That's why Hawk says she uh, he's uh, supporting Ron DeSantis, a true fiscal conservative. Um, You know, talk about DeSantis for a minute. I mean, that guy, he should just be running on his record. I don't know why he's trying to. I don't know why he's trying to out Trump Trump in some of the different things that he's doing. It's kind of weird. I mean, that guy could just run on his record. And do well. I mean, his record is pretty phenomenal. Um, But it's uh, anyway, it's a it's a whole thing. The idea that somehow we're going to elect one guy and that one guy or gal that that one person is somehow going to fix all of the problems that we have is hysterical. I got some
0: <clears>
1: – <throat> got a little, <clears throat> a little water right down the wrong bottom, tube there. Uh, but the idea that somehow we can, uh, you know, elect a single person to be the president or whatever and that somehow, some way, they're going to make the changes. I'm not saying that, you know, a presidential figure doesn't have a lot of authority and doesn't have a lot of, uh, you know – doesn't have a lot of sway in what's happening, but to think that we're going to elect one person and that they're going to fix all the problems that are going down is just delusional. This is a problem that has been cooking in the oven for years. And it's going to take, it's going to take a lot of work to turn it back around. If it can even be turned back around, quite honestly. Even if it can be turned, I mean, I've, I've seen several commentators over the last couple of years, basically say the same thing that I decided about four years ago, which was the wheels are just going to come off the bus because nobody is going to be willing to pull the pull on the brake handle before you go over the cliff. And then we'll have to pick up the pieces on the other side. Um, so, yeah, it's uh it's a hot, 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 hot mess for sure. Um. yeah and like I said I haven't even been following apparently Tucker Carlson did some kind of was there was there a debate is that what happened this weekend was Tucker Carlson I saw some memes that popped up or something that came up this morning that how many presidential hopes did Tucker end this weekend or something like that so apparently there was a big debate or something going on and uh I don't know. Apparently it was a, a train wreck. I don't know. I, you guys tell me. You guys will have to tell me. Educate me on this because I have just not been following along with that. Not at all. Because, again, it's not something I can control. And, you know, I, I, just, I just don't even know. I just don't even know what to say at this point. Don't even know what to say. Um, all right. We are one minute out. One minute out right now from rejoining the radio. Uh, it was a town hall, and Mike Pence ended his career by something he said. Uh, or was he? Uh, somebody said it's a gotcha moment. <laughs> I I don't I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, you get career politicians. Politic says career politicians are part of the, and I agree because politics was never intended to be a career. It's supposed to be a citizen legislature. That's what it's supposed to be. All right, here we go. The Michael Duke Show, Competence Radio.
0: The Michael Dukes show streaming live across the world. Yeah,
1: live around the world on the internet at michaeldukeshow.com where you'll find links to everything, the audio only live stream, links to the podcast available at Castbox, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, SoundCloud, uh, Spotify, and of course links to our social media sites where we simulcast the radio show every morning on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch There's all kinds of stuff going on out there, man All kinds of stuff going on So, welcome to the program And thank you for coming in And uh, joining us this morning We appreciate that That is good stuff Um. Alright So, uh, where are we at uh, Where are we at this morning? Hour two of the big radio broadcast And we are continuing ahead Today is just kind of a it's a hang, as the kids would say. I don't know whose kids. Probably not my kids, but it's a hang. Um, we're just uh, kind of hanging out, talking about the hot news of the day. Uh, we're discussing, um, you know, whatever stories that come across my my uh, electronic transom here. I've got some good news. Um, um I've got some good news, and... Uh, Oh, is that what Trent Pence said? We were just talking during the break. About um, the apparently there was a town hall this weekend with Tucker Carlson and Mike Pence. Apparently somebody said apparently Mike Pence ended his political career. (laughs) That's he apparently ended his his political career by saying America is not my concern. That's what he said. Why would you say that as a presidential candidate? I mean, I again, I don't know the, here's the thing. You're like, I'm listening to a radio talk show where the guy doesn't even know what's going on. Yeah, I don't know what's happening in the national political scene. Uh, You know, I don't keep my finger on that pulse because I don't care. I can't fix it. I can't. There's not all I can do is put is worry about who I'm trying to put in there and hope that they're doing the right thing. But I can't get all spun up and worked up about that kind of stuff because I have no even as influential as you may think that a radio show host has across the state of Alaska that somehow even that I just, I I don't have any power to fix it. And so it's one of those things of, it's like the serenity prayer, right? Please, Lord, give me the the the, know the things that I can change and the things that I can't change and the wisdom to know the difference kind of thing. I was an angry, angry man about 15 years ago. I was angry all the time. Why? Because I was hip deep in the news every day. Uh, I mean, I was doing the show, I was doing probably two hours of show prep a day of looking at all the big national news and getting down into the weeds on it and doing all this stuff. And, you know, my wife came to me and said, you know, you're, you're angry all the time, The kids are worried. They're, they're always afraid that dad's going to be mad about something and it bleeds over into all this stuff. And I started doing some, a little bit of self-analysis And I realized that I would really get agitated by mostly the stuff that was happening at the national level that I could do nothing about. Now, does that say I I don't, I mean, I said I don't care, but do I, do I really not care? No, I do care. Good God. Uh, I do care, but can I control it? And should I focus on it? I guess is what I'm saying. And the answer is pretty much no. Um, because those things will eventually come to me. Like I said, I am not a hundred percent sure what happened because I didn't watch the videos or the audio, or I didn't listen to it, but within the next couple of days, guess what? I will have seen it. I will have heard it. I will know. I don't need to be on the bleeding edge of this stuff on the edge of my seat, just waiting for the next, you know, blurb or video or download or whatever thing to happen. It will eventually come to me. So I'm focusing on what I can change. I'm focusing on what I can fix, which is why on this program we focus on state stuff for the most part. Right. We're focusing on what's happening in the legislature, what's happening in the different communities. That's what we're focusing on, because that's what we can control. Now, there are a few exceptions. I mean, firearms things and things like that. We do kind of focus on the national level at that. But we're also making some headway on some of that stuff. So I'm feeling pretty good about it. But the other stuff, I mean, again, to me, it is delusional to think that somehow, you know, whoever your candidate is for president right now, just tell me, tell me how your candidate, candidate X, whether it's Trump or DeSantis or Pence or, Vivek, whoever, whoever it's gonna be. Whoever your candidate is, tell me how they're going to fix all the problems that are going on out there. Because that's how they that's how they treat each and every one of these presidential races. Like somehow, this one person is going to fix it all. Well, I'll get in there and I'll make it happen. I'll get in there and I'll do it. I'll fix it. Of course we know what happens when you get in there. Life happens things go on right uh, I mean for Bush uh it was 9/11 I mean he was gonna you know he was gonna be the whole small but I mean George W. Bush grew the crew the size and or George Bush George her the first one Bush won he grew the size and scope of government larger than he says you know and he did the whole no new taxes thing. And then the next thing you know, there's taxes. And then you got Junior coming in, W comes in and then 9-11 happens and his expansion of government under 9-11 was tremendous. And then you've got, you know, Trump comes in and COVID happens and the expansion of government and the, and the expenditures. And I mean, they spent trillions of dollars over the course of that, that show me how one person is going to be the fix. We've been, again, I, I, I we've been sold a bill of goods. Somehow it's become a popularity contest on how this one person is somehow going to write the ship that has taken a hundred years to get on this trajectory. That's, I mean, that's, I just don't know how we're focusing on that all the time these days. Again, this is why I have been focusing on the local stuff because again, it's stuff you can control. So there you go. Um I don't know how we got on this rant. I don't know how I got on this rant. This is the water cooler discussion today. That is the uh this is uh the, you know, this is, this is the water cooler discussion. Uh, So whatever you want to talk about is fair game. Phone lines are open at 907-433-3150, 907-433-3150. It is hour two. I want to say thank you to folks because last week at the end of the week, I put out a call to listeners to help me on my YouTube channel that we were pretty close to being able to hit partner on YouTube. And thanks to you guys. We crushed it. Uh, we did, we did some great stuff. And in fact, I got the email this morning at two 30 this morning. Congratulations. You've been accepted to the YouTube partner program. Uh, also uh, hit some milestones on Facebook as well. And now we can, we're part of the YouTube or the Facebook stars program. Uh, so you can go over there and check it out. Um, and uh, and participate all just ways to help monetize some things and help support the show. That's really what it was all about. But it was because of you, because of you, the listeners who are doing it. Thank you for helping out. I appreciate that. 907 3150 I wanted to make sure I put that point out there. Kyle says you are controlling the Alaska government. No, I'm not controlling the Alaska. But I have more of an opportunity to affect what happens in Alaska. Rather than what's going on in, uh, say, at the federal level, I I feel like I have I maybe it maybe I'm kidding myself, but I feel like I have more effect on what's happening in Alaska than I would at the national level. I mean, I guarantee you, probably none of the Washington D.C. staffers have. Or 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 Washington D.C. movers and shakers have their staffers listening to my program to see what I say, so they can figure out how to counter it. But I know that that's happening at the state level. So obviously, we're doing something. We're doing something uh, to move the needle in that direction, Um, and it will be uh, it'll it'll be in a way it'll be interesting to see what uh, what goes on. All right, um, so what did we talk about? We talked about the peonies. We talked about the earthquake. We talked about the other stuff. We talked about the federal government borrowing $5.1 billion per day, $5.1 billion a day. Uh, what we didn't finish up with in the last segment when we were talking about that is basically Medicare, Social Security, highways, All this stuff is going to be facing insolvency in about a decade. The federal government borrowed $2 trillion over the last 12 months. That's $63,000 per second. $63,000 per second. It's delusional to think that our debt doesn't matter when Americans working class and our children are going to be Suffering the consequences of those $63,000 a second. Just think about that for a minute. Uh, no, that'd be 60 seconds. So don't think about that for a minute. Think about that for one second. Oop, there you go, 63000 That costs you some money to think about that. Sixty-three. We are borrowing $5.1 billion a day. That's just such a head-scratcher. People should be, yeah. Uh, all right, coming up next, we're going to talk about the uh, U.S. house race for 2024. I know, it's a year away, but that's quicker than you think, depending on how old you are. If you're my age, next year is like now. It's like time is happening at like this pace today. Uh, so if you're thinking about it, that's what we're looking at. All right. So we're going to talk about the U.S. house race. We're also going to talk about the ferry system. And I have, yes, the good news. It's all coming up. And your phone calls, whatever you want to talk about. I'll take some questions out of the chat room as well. The Michael Duke Show. common sense. Liberty Bay's Free Thinking Radio.
0: Broadcasting live through a series of tubes. Well, it's kind of hard to explain. Sorry. Streaming live every weekday morning on Facebook Live and MichaelDukeshow.com.
1: Okay. All right. Back to the... Back to the chat room. I am not actually... Uh... <laughs> Brian just said... Kyle said, you are controlling the Alaska government? And Brian says, actually, Kyle, it's a cabal of Brad and Michael in conjunction with big oil. (laughs) Uh, And then Chris is talking about the Trump thing, and it said he's going to be under indictment for felines. What do cats have to do with it? That's what I want to know, Chris. What do cats have to do with it? Um, if you think Trump is actually going to spend any time in jail, I mean, I'm not saying that he's guilty or not guilty or whatever. But if you think that he would spend any time in jail, I don't know as you've been paying attention to a lot of the things that have happened around the country over the years. <laughs> um... John just sent me a text which I will read right now because because it's so classic so classic <clears throat> good morning michael we here at the alaska study industry stand ready to provide guidance to the state of alaska and its fiscal challenges a quick analysis of the challenges we face could cost as little as 20 million dollars and we are ready to study this issue. The Alaska study industry. Um. Oh, I owe you an email, too. Ah, damn. I'm a bad, bad show host. I forgot I needed to send John an email. All right. Um. There we go. I was unaware. Kyle says, I was unaware that it's a cabal between Michael and Brad and the oil companies. Well, now you know, Kyle. The more you know. Na-da-da. Um, the Pence clip on Reddit, I can't click on the Reddit thing cause I can't click on links there, but I can just go over to, uh, well, you guys can't hear it anyway, so it doesn't matter. You guys, for some reason still can't hear my desktop, Mike, uh, Pence, uh, not my concern or is that what he said? Mike Pence, not my concern. That's not my concern. That's not my concern,
0: uh, is what... Uh, I'm sorry, Mr. Vice President, have you... I know you're running for president. I don't know if you can hear you are distra- you. You are distressed. You are distressed that the Ukrainians don't have enough American tanks Your concern is that the Ukrainians, a country most people can't find on a map, who've received tens of billions of U.S. tax dollars, don't have enough tanks. I think it's a fair question to ask, like, where's the concern for the United States in that?
1: Well, it's not my concern. (laughs) Tucker, I've heard that routine from you before, but that's not my concern. I'm running for president of the United States because I think this country's in a lot. That's not my concern. That is your concern. Yeah, that was all right okay um nothing but fuzz says terry she couldn't you guys couldn't hear a thing well it's it's all good it's all good i just listened to 48 seconds of tucker ask the question of mike pence and yeah that pretty much ends your career right there in politics that's all i could say but it pretty much ends it right there it's not my concern Uh, I'm running for president of the United States. We were just talking about being president of the United States, but, you know, oh, man, what a hot, hot mess. There are just days when I'm just glad uh, that I'm not, you know, (laughs) I'm just glad that I don't pay attention to that stuff. That's just another reason why I'm just so glad I don't pay attention to that stuff. All right, here we go. Jumping back into it. Um, No phone calls. Lines are all open. And so feel free to join us and hang out. Thank you for subscribing and ringing the bell. Make sure that you like and share the program today or comment on YouTube or Facebook. Here we go. Okay, welcome back to the uh, show and thanks for coming in this beautiful Monday. Rainy Mondays, rainy days and Monday. What's that? What was the thing? Rainy days and Mondays always get me down. No, no you can't keep me down. Although, I mean I would I could use a little sunshine. Just a just a skosh. Give me just a scotch of sunshine. Is that an actual just a skosh? It's a thing, pinch. It's a pinch. Um, all right, welcome back to the program. We're continuing now. It's uh, you know it's our water cooler discussion day. We're just chit chatting about whatever comes across the transom, whatever you guys want to talk about. Um, I still have some stories, a couple of them that I mentioned. Uh, I want to get to the good news here near the end of the show today. We got some good news because I always like leaving you on a on an up note. I like leaving I like I like leaving you on an up note. Uh, and so we're going to do some good news near the end of the segment today, and we'll be, we'll be happy about that. Uh, but first things first, let's talk about the U S house race, um, that there's some news that came out over the weekend or before the weekend. And, uh, we're going to see about that. I'm trying to, uh, I'm trying to, uh, Somebody sent me a follow-up comment on the mic. during the commercial break. We went out and listened to the Mike. Uh, we went out and listened to the Mike Pence uh, piece, uh, the interview with Tucker Carlson, which was a wow. I don't even know if I. <laughs> Apparently, he wasn't thinking when he was answering some of those comments. That's all I'm saying. Uh, but let's talk about let's talk about the U.S. House rates. So Nick Begich. Uh, who lost to Mary Peltola in last year's race, along with Sarah Palin, said on Thursday that he is all in. He said he's going to run against Peltola again in 2024. Peltola hasn't uh, formally announced a reelection campaign, but has been raising money. uh, So I think she's in as well. Um. He said, uh, and maybe we'll get Nick on later on this week or first part of next week to talk about his run. But he said, I'm excited about the opportunity. I'm out here working hard to earn the votes of Alaskans across the state. Should I have the opportunity to represent Alaska in Congress, I'll be a congressman for all Alaskans. Of course, quoting Congressman Don Young. Um, Interestingly enough, if you look at the post-election analysis of all the ranked choice voting ballots, that uh, if uh, if uh, had finished ahead of Palin, he would have actually beaten Peltola. That instead, Palin was the kind of the spoiler uh, on this thing. Half the votes, half of the voters who picked baggage as their first choice, went on to select Peltola. Uh, Or no one as their uh, second option, and Palin failed to earn the vote she needed to pass Peltola. So it's interesting, um, you know, for those out there that say, well, ranked choice voting is is – it's meant to marginalize conservatives, I think, in many ways. Because conservatives – because I think this has to do more with – philosophies uh, than anything else conservatives are more kind of uh, wildly independent and uh, rugged individualists and we've talked about that in the past and and liberals progressives they have a tendency to be more kumbaya it takes a village and they generally speaking don't you don't see a whole lot of uh, progressives running against each other. In a lot of these races, usually there's like one and maybe two, you know, something like that. And so they don't necessarily get into these brawls that a lot of the conservatives do. You know, you'll see four or five conservatives for a single seat. Sometimes this is all prior to ranked choice voting. I mean, we've seen that in the primary where they beat the hell out of each other in the primary. And then the one bloodied winner struggles across the line for the general election. And meanwhile, the progressives and the Democrats have put up one candidate. And that's just how it is. So you could see is how this idea of ranked choice voting is very appealing because it tends to marginalize the more conservative candidates or it tends to polarize and split the vote uh, on the end, which is, I think, what happened here. Um, anyway, baggage is uh, back in the race. No word whether Palin is interested in this. I, I like Sarah Palin as a person, but. I just don't think she was that serious. I think Sarah is busy being Sarah. I think Sarah is busy being a public, you know, a public uh, icon or whatever, uh, a public figure. And uh, I don't know if that was just to raise visibility or what was going on. But I I just think she was not in it to win it. That's just my feeling. She was not in it to win it. It was convenient at the time. It got some visibility, and I just I, I I would be I would be truly surprised if she decided to try and throw her hat back in the ring for that House seat after what happened last time. Quite honestly, baggage though, I think he's got a real shot. Uh, baggage, I voted for baggage. Um, I voted for baggage, and then for Palin, and then um, no, nobody else. I voted for, no. Uh, I voted for Chris by uh, by baggage Palin. Sorry about that. I got confused. I forgot about that. By was in because I wanted, so it was by baggage palin. <clears throat> I know. I'm the problem here. I'm the problem here. Um, but the congressional race is going to be the only statewide contest on the ballot, except for any ballot measure that may be there. And there won't be dozens of candidates as it was in the early time to replace Don Young, I don't think. And now, Peltola has an established voting record in the House, giving candidates something to run against. And so, this will probably be a lot better race than it was uh, in the last time. Now, Josh uh, Walton has been appointed by Begich to be his campaign manager. Uh, Josh is a friend of the show. Josh uh, has been, uh, uh, he's been working as an aide for Laddie Shaw in Anchorage, uh, but he's uh uh, now the campaign manager for Nick Begich, and they intend to name some regional campaign chairs and everything else. And so we'll see what happens here. But I, I think Begich is a decent candidate. Um, I, you know, uh, we he's been on the program two or three times, and maybe we'll try and get him on. Like I said, later this week or first part of next week, and we can see, you know, what the plan is. But I mean, it's we're we're a full year out. I mean, this is this is well ahead of the time. The official sign-up deadline for the candidacy is not until next summer. So who knows? We have almost a full year before the deadline. Who knows who may throw their hat in the ring uh, before this is all over. This may get messy. We we just have no idea. But to me, it's a good eye. Uh, good to see that Nick is uh, got his hat back in the ring, and we'll we'll see where we'll see where it goes from here. Let's put it that way. Then I saw this story. And again, I let me just be real clear. I am not. um, I don't have enough details and enough information in the long run to form a overall picture of what's going on with the Alaska Marine Highway System in Alaska. Um, I made some comments in the past about, you know, I don't I, I don't support the idea of fully subsidizing some of these things. I understand that the highways that we have driving back and forth to Anchorage, that those are subsidized to a certain point and everything else. I just don't have a dog in the fight. It's a lot of money. Don't get me wrong. And I would like to get some more information, maybe over this year, here, the next few months. Maybe we should bring on some people from both sides of this conversation to be able to have a discussion about it. Because I know sometimes when I make some kind of off-the-cuff comment about the highway system, folks down in the peninsula or down in Kodiak or whatever, I get some hate mail. Not hate mail. They're just angry because I took a position on something that you just don't understand. Well, you're right. I probably don't understand it. I'm just taking, you know, I'm taking my off-the-cuff view of the information that I have at the time. So maybe we should, you know, take a look at that. But this story blows my mind. This story really, really blows my mind because of a couple components. So it's from the uh, it's from the Alaska Beacon. James Brooks again doing good work. He's don't always agree with him, but he's always got his finger on some kind of pulse somewhere. The Alaska Marine Highway System may have to stop some sailings next week, which I think this is from Friday. Uh, yeah, this is from Friday, so that would be this week. They may have to stop some sailings this week as the state's ferry system. Hiring woes continue through the peak summer travel season. Um, according to uh, Craig Torga, who is the Ferry Systems Operations Board Director, he said, we're at risk of shutting the Hubbard down this week, this next week, because we can't get another licensed engineer on board. The Hubbard was scale- is scheduled to sail between Haines, Skagway, and Juneau on six days between the 16th and the 22nd. This summer, the ferry system is running only six of its nine available ships. Now, two were laid up for maintenance, Uh, but the Kennecott has been sidelined because there aren't enough trained crew to operate it. Uh, Tornga said the only reason we have six operating ships is because of the willingness of crews to work over their scheduled breaks. We actually don't have enough for the six in reality. The ferry system's hiring woes are a result of a combination of factors, including a global shortage of maritime workers, and some problems on the state side. This is where it got real interesting to me. Among the biggest issues is a flawed payroll system, which Tornga said has left some ferry workers' pay delayed. They, he's, the the Another member of the Ferry Systems Operations Board, Captain Keith Hilliard, said AMHS as a whole still has some serious payroll issues going on, which is hampering our ability to recruit and keep people. A local union hall of the Marine Engineers Beneficial Association is urging members to not sign up with the ferry system because of those payrolls delays. Wait a second. This is the state of Alaska with 20,000 plus employees, 26,000 state employees. And you're telling me, that they have a payroll system that somehow won't generate paychecks? I mean, this is a $5 billion entity, $6 billion entity, that somehow we have some kind of problem where they can't issue a paycheck on time? I mean, what? That's insane. That is in, I mean, is, this, is the payrolls? And maybe Donna or somebody in the chat room who's more familiar with this can answer it. I mean, does each separate division have its own payroll department and it's not handled by some kind of – I mean, you would think with the state with different – there'd be like a main centralized payroll department. Are you telling me that they've each got a different payroll department and somehow the Marine Highway Systems payroll system is just jacked up and they can't issue a paycheck properly? I mean, I have questions. I have questions about this, you know. Uh, Again, I may not be the biggest fan of subsidized everything, but you did hire an employee, and there is kind of a contractual obligation to make sure that those employees get paid. And if you're trying to fill positions, it definitely is not going to be attractive if you can't pay them on time. That's, That's nuttier than squirrel poo. Are you kidding me? Payroll is a real problem for us. DOT is trying to stand up payroll for the department, and we can't have it soon enough. It's really hurting us. I, wow. In May of 2022, uh, 60% of the ferry system's jobs were vacant. 60%. Bah, bah, wow. Uh, they noted that members of the ferry board, uh, members of the ferry board noted that competition for licensed mariners, they said they're full up on the they're they're full up on the regular uh, entry level positions. But it's the suffering, the shortages amongst those that are required to be licensed and certified. They said that the competition for licensed mariners has gotten so intense nationally that even the federal government is now offering extraordinary bonuses and pay for those jobs. Uh, the military Sealift command, a civilian organization, is offering an annual salary of $100,000 a year per able-bodied seaman. Plus a $23,000 hiring bonus, which they are, Toringa and company are saying, when they throw bonuses out like that, it's really hard. Yeah, you think? Here's a 23% bonus for the year just for showing up. I mean, but I mean, the fact that the state of Alaska is having a hard time getting a paycheck out. I mean, how many of you are small business owners that have got two or three or four employees? How many of you are large business owners that have 100 employees? How many of your employees would continue to show up if you just didn't pay them on time? I mean, wouldn't that be like a big red flag? I mean, and what? What What's going on? I'm just, I'm curious. I have questions. All right, we got the good news coming up because, you know, the good news. We'll be back with more. Don't go anywhere. The Michael Duke Show, Common Sense, Liberty-based, free-thinking radio. Back with more. After this.
0: Listened to by more staffers in Juno than any other show. Because their bosses told them to. And after what they just heard, oh man, they're gonna be best. You're a bad, bad man. The Michael Duke Show.
1: righty then. Alrighty then. I mean, I just I just don't know. Let me see if Don has made any comments. Um there is no okay. So here's what she says: There is no centralization, centralized administration in state government. Unions run the ferry system. We propose privatization of the ferry system, and the unions opposed. So is this a state of Alaska problem with the payroll, or is this a union problem with the payroll? I mean, what's 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 the what's the issue? What's the issue here? Um, lack of qualified people obviously is driving this whole thing. I mean, the fact that there's a nationwide shortage is one thing, but the fact that they're having a problem with getting paid, according to the email. Now, Donna's saying there's no centralized administration unions run the Ferris system. So, but who's paying them? Who is? Yeah. It's uh, the department of transportation is paying them says Donna. I guess I want to know more about what the issue is here. Like I said, I, maybe we need to bring in some more people who, uh, who, you know, who need to talk about this, all this kind of stuff. Um, okay. Um, let's see. Let me go back up here, uh, and see what you guys have to say. Um, something doesn't smell right, says Michael. Uh, Brian says, that's shocking. Not wanting to work when you might not get a paycheck, that's weird. I agree. I agree. Um, The marine highway existence isn't the problem. It's the poor management that makes it cost more than it needs to. I would agree with some of that. Um, um, Um... Let's see. It's sad how many of you genuinely believe a career-ending gaffe made by Pence means more than his entire career before that gaffe. No interest in his presidency, but he doesn't deserve the hate. He's a traditional Republican done dirty by Trump who shouldn't bother running. Put away the MAGA Kool-Aid. Bill, I just – you're right. I mean, he may come back from that. Other politicians have. Uh, Again, I've got no dog in the fight. I'm sure Mike Pence is a nice guy. I don't think that – Electing one guy over another is going to basically help anything at this point. I mean, because we're just, we could see the cliff and nobody's, nobody's bothering to, yeah. Nobody's bothering to fix all that. Uh, not one person is going to come in and uh, fix all that stuff. Um, what was the thing? I just saw something about Bill saying something about, oh, come on, y'all support the show. Support the show. Well, you guys are supporting the show just by being here. I don't know what else you want me to – oh, uh, I don't know, the, the thing. Um, um, I'd rather send him a bonus at the end of the year over giving my account information to Facebook. Oh, was Bill talking about the stars thing? Uh, yeah, you don't have to give stars. It's not – I mean, it's not a necessary thing. It's just an option. If you feel like doing it, do it. If you don't, then don't. It's no big deal. Don't feel any obligation to do it. The stars thing, I mean, let's face it. We're talking about, uh, I I don't know, what is it, like a penny, a star or something is what I receive. If I remember what the thing said on Friday when I signed up for it. I mean, it's not like it's going to make or break what's going on here. It's appreciated, whatever it is. But if you don't want to give your information to Facebook,
0: that's okay, too. That's okay.
1: I'm going to set up the super chats on on uh, YouTube, though. Super chats will allow you to, um, spe- you know, spend money to get your chat highlighted. It's a thing. Maybe we'll have to do an educational video on it. I don't know. I don't know. But don't feel obligated to do anything. 99 cents.
0: Um,
1: yeah, I don't know what it is. It's not. It's not like it's a whole much. It's not like it's a, it's not like it's a whole bunch of stuff. So it's okay. Um, did somebody do some stars? I didn't see it. If it came across, I don't know why. Maybe, uh, it, it'll be the first time that it's happened. And I guess that would be, let me go back here. Does the thing, did it show me anything? Mm, I don't know. 99 cents because you have to buy a hundred stars at a time. I think is what it is. Um, it's ninety nine cents, and 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 Facebook doesn't doesn't uh, doesn't k- take much of the money. I mean, I get ninety, I get uh, the lion's share of it. Facebook's actually pretty good about that compared to something like Twitch, where Twitch takes over something like sixty percent of whatever. You don't you don't get much. Um, uh, but again, you're not, you'd have to have thousands of listeners to be able to do it. My dad and Bill sent me stars. Okay. For some reason it's, I didn't see it on my end, which is fine. That's great. Uh, I've never done this before, so that's good to know. I'll go back and look at it. Thank you guys for both sending me stars. Thank you, dad. Thank you, Bill. Um, interesting though to see, I'm going to have to figure out how to get those alerts to pop up because I couldn't see it where I was at. All right, here we go. Jumping back into it. The Michael Duke Show, Common Sense, Liberty-based, Free Thinking Radio. okay welcome back um yeah now see i can see the stars next to the names now if i look at it from uh we got a new system over on facebook where uh there's a thing called stars where you can support the show by doing a little bit of star stuff (laughs) stars is that a thing is that a uh is that a thing uh, anyway, I'm uh, just looking at the comments now, and yeah, now I can see that uh, next to people's names, there's little stars because they've given to the show. And um, uh, But I, for some reason, it's not showing up in my main. I have an aggregated feed that pulls all the different feeds together, Twitch, YouTube, Facebook, and shows them to me in one unified column. But it's not showing me the little icons. So that's the whole problem there, guys. And I I appreciate it. I appreciate those of you who sent me uh, stars. I see Jeremy sent me stars, my dad sent me stars, Jeremy uh, and Bill Bill sent me stars. So thank you guys. I appreciate that. Um, what does this matter to the radio? Nothing means nothing. It's just some kind of new little twitch. It's kind of some kind of new little thing that uh, is gonna help out. you know? doesn't matter to me either way. However you want to support the show, You can do it. You can do it on the common sense core. That's all. That's the same kind of thing. Direct to me. You can do it uh, pretty soon on YouTube. You can do it on Facebook. Whatever it is, or not. You don't have to support anything. You could just sit back and listen for free. uh, Whatever you want to do. But you know, guys, got to diversify. Guys, got to diversify. Got (laughs) to. I got to diversify my revenue stream. That's what I'm trying to do, trying to diversify my revenue stream. <laughs> Would you rather have Facebook stars or the Common Sense Core? I don't, um, I don't know, I don't know. And yes, uh, you know, and or a super chat from Face. The YouTube thing is not set up yet. I just got the email at two thirty this morning. But yes, you'll be able to do super chats and. Uh, Man, you guys, I'm just trying to do radio here. The next thing you know, I got a million different windows and everything else going on. You remember when radio was just a guy in a room alone with a microphone and nothing else? I mean, there was barely computers in the room when I first got started in, uh, in doing talk. When this show started, there was the broadcast computer and there was a little teeny tiny computer off to the side that you could pull the weather up on. That was pretty much it. I had to print out my stories and talk about my, and now you look inside my studio and it looks like the interior of the space shuttle. I got five screens in my studio, cameras and lights and bells and whistles, and there's more lighted panels in here than the space shuttle. But that's technology, baby. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's amazing. And I appreciate whatever support you guys want. I mean, whatever. I am, I've just, like I said, just trying to diversify. Just trying to diversify. All right, let's talk about some of the good news. I got some stories, some cool stories um, that uh, that I want to talk about. Science is cool, by the way. Have I said that before? Science is cool. What are the latest things from the Good News Network? Uh, is a story about turning trash into treasure trash into treasure. Imagine if you could turn a material that costs about a100 dollars per ton into one that costs thousands of dollars per pound. Rice University has a group of scientists that have started turning coal into graphene. Now graphene is a substance that's used in dozens of applications of electronics. Um, And it comes from a mineral called graphite, obviously, which is a carbon alloy type. And it's one of only two forms of naturally occurring carbon. It has metal-like properties and is valuable for uses in conductors, aerospace, medicine, electronics. Global demand for graphene is predicted to to top $1 billion at an average price of $67,000 per tonne. Now, the people at Rice University, again, discovered that utilizing um, coal they, and, a, and a little bit of energy, they could create graphene out of the coal. But then they realized something even bigger, that they could use any carbon source, and, and, they, and they went ahead and tried it. So they have turned—they have turned— The following into graphene, dead cockroaches, coffee grounds, and Girl Scout cookies. They've turned them all into graphene. Uh, With this whole whole technique, they created high-value graphene flakes from a variety of raw materials by hooking them up to a pair of capacitors and electrodes that delivers a 3,000-degree Kelvin shock. According to the experiment lead, Dr. James Tour, a professor of materials and nanotechnology, uh, they pass the current through the trash or coal with enough energy to break every carbon-to-carbon bond in the substance. Therefore, they reorganize themselves as graphene. All the excess energy comes out at light in a very bright flash because there aren't any solvents. It's a super clean process. Graphite mining has got a lot of environmental issues and things like that. But if you can bulk flash graphene by putting trash into it and bulk flashing graphene, problem solved. This is kind of some cool news. I mean, it really is. I mean, that's, that's the beginning of something super cool and nerdy. Speaking of treasure, turning trash into treasure, how about just turning treasure into treasure? A man in Kentucky recently found a buried cash in his backyard. That cash came from right before the Civil War. And inside the cache were nearly seven hundred coins, all gold, one dollar, ten dollar, and twenty dollar gold pieces issued by the U.S. Mint between 1840 and 1863, the discoveries being called the Great Kentucky Horde. It turns out that this is not that surprising. Many wealthy Kentuckians are rumored to have buried large quantities of gold and silver in advance of the Civil War. Um basically they suggested that since these coins were issued federally by the US government it meant that the original owner might have been wary of being identified as a federal collaborator during the time when K- Kentucky was still neutral according to the new uh, uh, numismatic uh, guarantee company which certified the hoard's authenticity The rarest items are the 1863P 20-ounce gold Liberty coins. They're $20 gold pieces, which can go for six figures each. And there were 18 of them in the hoard. 18 $20 gold pieces, six figures each. And there are over 700. They got a picture here of the, it's, man. It just makes me want to start digging in my backyard with a metal detector. I mean, that is really, you know, that is some cool stuff right there. That is some cool stuff. And finally, if you've listened to the program for any uh, length of time, you know that I'm a bit of a geek. And I love the concept and the idea of 3D printing. I have a 3D printer. I printed stuff on it. Fun stuff like D&D figures, but also useful stuff like hearing uh, earbud cases and uh, hearing protectors and and uh, little bips and bobs and things like that. 3D printing is, is really t- cool technology. But one thing I've been following is the idea of 3D printed buildings. And we've talked about a couple different ways about this, but now the world's largest 3D printed building has been completed in Florida by Florida-based Printed Farms. It's a luxury horse barn spanning 10,000 square feet, which is they claim is about 50% larger than the previous record holder done in the Middle East. It was uh, built on the Cobod uh, construction 3D printer, which I I well, we don't have time to get into all the details, but it's one of the more common of the it's it's one of the more common and um uh, uh, not varietal, uh, diverse, uh, uh, diverse. I guess, uh, uh, 3D printers out there. The building has been constructed to, ex- to endure extreme weather challenges of the hurricane-prone, horse-loving region with a focus on structural integrity and occupant safety. Um, they built the whole thing. They only had to move the printer five times to cover this whole area. It's like a quad. With all the horse barns and the stalls and everything else, it's 150 feet wide and 80, uh, 150 feet by 83 feet wide. Um, but this is so cool to see these buildings go up in. It was built in. Um, it was built in like how many days? Like six days? Eight days? Eight days. Eight days to build a 10,000 square foot facility. That's just. St- the 3D printing. Ugh. All right, folks, we're out of time. We'll see you tomorrow for Tuesday, the Michael Duke Show, Common Sense Radio. <laughs> oh man, we got right up to it. I got so much in. I got so into the good news, almost ran right over the end of the show. Dang. All right. Um, it's so cool. It's so so cool. So thank you for the stars. Um, how much does Facebook keep? I mean, very little. I get the vast majority of it. Uh, I don't remember the actual number, but I, you know. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to have to figure out how to be able to show stars on my uh, on my other thing there. So I appreciate you guys doing that. I don't know if I have to turn on some kind of notification. I'll do some Googling of it today to figure it out. Anyway, appreciate you guys. Thank you so much. Um yeah that uh, appreciate you guys coming back in and being part of it we will see you tomorrow enjoy your day be kind love one another live well see you have a good day